You can now hear Movie Heaven Movie Hell on Stitcher. Stitcher is radio on demand. Listen anytime, anywhere. Stitcher is an award-winning free app that lets you listen to all your favourite shows, plus discover from 20,000 news, entertainment and sports shows. You can also create your own custom playlists. Stitcher is available on iOS, Android, Nook, iPad and in over 4 million car dashboards. It's on demand and it's on the go. No downloading, no syncing, no wasted memory. You can stream your favourite podcasts from Stitcher. Don't have Stitcher? Download it free today at stitcher.com or in the App Store. And please, leave us a review and rating on Stitcher. Thank you. Welcome to Movie Heaven, Movie Hell with me, Simon Aiken, and... And I'm Keith Isles, and we are both independent filmmakers and movie enthusiasts who enjoy discussing the different aspects of the filmmaking craft. And for this podcast special, we're delighted to have got out of the office and we have with us um, filmmaker, award-winning filmmaker, Jane Gull. So uh, welcome to the podcast, Jane. Hi. Hi. <laughs> it's good to see you. Good to see you too. <laughs> Sorry, my pajamas. Well, you know, it's 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 all audio, so we're fine. Um, <laughs> so, uh, for those who don't know, Jane's work. Um, I've known Jane for a long time. I'm sure we'll get into that. But uh, Jane's currently got the film My Feral Heart um, showing. Uh, we interviewed producer James Rumsey last year but uh, uh, last week there was there was a screening for um, uh, World Down Syndrome Day and uh, yeah we had a we had a bit of a Q&A didn't we? We did um, Keith very kindly came along to the um, screening at Panton Street in Oxford Street isn't it and you'd done the Q&A and we had a good old yeah good old time didn't we? It was good it was good it was really weird actually because obviously I've been to hundreds of Q and A's, you know, as a, um, you know, as somebody watching, watching them. So it was actually quite weird to be there uh, actually moderating and hosting it. But uh, of course, the next step is I want to be the person being interviewed <laughs> for something that I like either made you. There you Actually, go. I think it worked really <laughs> well because we know each other. I felt really relaxed. And actually, my husband said that thought it was one of the best Q and A's I've done. Wow. I think that's because we probably it, know each other. It's, it is funny it? that, because um, when I had my film Blood and Roses shown at the Cornwall Film Festival, I actually had Jason Finn do the moderation oh, yeah. of me, and that was it was a laugh, because you're talking to somebody you know, yeah. who knows you, so the questions are not there. You know, you, you have more of a conversation than somebody just saying, well, right, here's the usual questions you get asked every time. Yeah. And we do. There's always questions that we get asked every time. You can always guarantee that. So, yeah, we had a little chat beforehand, didn't we? And you, actually, you told me the questions you were going to ask, and they were all fantastic. Well, also, the, the good thing was the audience asked loads of questions, because <laughs> I had a load of them in reserve, just in case there was that deadly silence. <laughs> but, the, uh, but the audience were really moved by the film and, and really did ask some good questions. But 
Talking of asking the same questions, I guess uh, for our listeners, um, you know, you've got some notoriety now for My Feral Heart and previously Sunny Boy, uh, your short film mm. got some attention. Yeah. But for the benefit of people listening, do you want to just give us a little bit of background on, on yourself, your work in the industry, you know, etc.? <laughs> yeah, well, where, where do I start? Well, so I um, <clears throat> began my career as a dancer. Um, went to dance college, left dance college after a year um, because the only lesson I really enjoyed was the drama class. <laughs> so I left dance college to become, to go to drama school, but I ended up working as a dancer because I went for an audition on one Saturday at Pineapple. Um, just really to do a workout. I thought, well, I'll go along to the audition and, um, you know, it's a, it's a free dance class. And I got the bloody job, didn't I? Mm. Um, and then it was start. I had to go to Paris to rehearse. And, yeah, then I ended up working as a dancer until I was 26. Mm. And then I went into choreography and I was doing a lot of choreography for stage and film and all different things. As well as, and I'd always acted. I've always been acting since I was a kiddie. Um, and then sort of got back into the acting, and that's when I met you. It is, yes. We met on a short film. We did. I was playing somebody who worked in a cab office, and you were playing a copper. Oh, there you go. Yeah, <laughs> nothing like being typecast. <laughs> <laughs> so, yes. But then, of course, when I hit 30, and the parts, sort of, you know, dried, the few parts I had were then drying up. And actually, you know, to be honest with you, I can actually remember the day when I thought I really... I'm not enjoying this anymore. I went up to Birmingham um, to do a horror film and I just absolutely hated it. And the director, um, <laughs> oh dear, yeah, and I just remember just thinking, I don't want to do this anymore. I'm fed up with it. Okay. Um, so that's when I really started focusing on directing. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I, I still enjoy acting and I still do the odd gig if it comes up, if it's, a, you know, for a friend or theatre. I love, absolutely love theatre. But I've, yeah, really got the bug for directing now. I'll have a look back. Can I just ask, because you said you were involved in uh, choreography and acting, what do you find, do you find that um, when you come to directing, do you come from, from your choreography side or from your acting side? I think it's a combination of both. And what I will say is I actually think that the choreography has really, really helped. Um, <clears throat> because when I was doing choreography, one of the first films that I choreographed was a film called Suave Bastard, which was um, <laughs> produced by Stuart Fennigan, who's gone on to produce Moon and Source Code and oh, lots okay. of wonderful films. Um, so I worked on his short first short film. I actually worked on his first feature film as an actress as well. Um, but that, I think doing choreography for a film, you know, you, you're working with the camera department, you're working with the actors, it's very, it's all about visuals, it's about framing. So having that experience and the acting experience, it, you know, it was really, really, you know, help, has helped with directing completely. Mm -hmm. I think. <laughs> and you've done, you've done some, uh producing as well because I know we've worked on some projects together as well uh, way back yeah didn't we? yeah yeah I produced um 
yeah, produced a few short films, one called Existence, which was funded by the Film Council, which you worked on. Yes. Um, and I've also done lots of producing for theatre and um, also for um, the BBC. I worked for BBC Blast for three years as a freelance producer, events organiser. Um, so I am, I think, again, that's really helped with directing, like, especially like for My Feral Heart. Um you know, coming, you know, knowing what's involved mm -hmm. and the realities and, uh, you know, the limitations and things. So I think that that has really helped. I definitely don't want to produce. Um, I think you have to be a certain person to want to be a producer. <laughs> um, but, of course, I would always muck in and produce to get my own films off the ground, but I would be very reluctant to produce anything for anybody else. Right. Yeah, it's very rare <clears throat> to find a person who just wants to produce. I think all, all three of us here have produced our own films because we had to. Because mm. yes. we couldn't find somebody who was willing to sort of jump on board and help. So if you want something made, you have to do it yourself. Yeah. yeah. I've always thought that, you know, I've said many a time on our podcast, I think that's the key um, to an in, a successful independent film director is the producing partner. You know, mm. and, uh, you know, we, we, we've cited a lot of our heroes over the years in a lot of cases, you know, that they had a producing partner, yeah. um, sometimes an actual partner yeah. um, that, 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 you know, uh, definitely helped with their success. Mm. And I think that's... Yeah. that's Well, no, just from a practical point of view, because when you're on set filming, you can't... <clears throat> it, it's, it's much harder on a feature film than, say, a short to have wearing loads of hats because you need somebody to take care of the producing side. I mean, this was a lesson, luckily, I, you know, uh, discovered bef before filming, so that I was able to get a line producer on board who took care of the producing mm. side. So at the end of the day, when we finished, like, a long day, I didn't then have to worry about doing call sheets for the next day yeah. to say what time we were starting, things like that, or making sure that, uh, you know, everything was in place for the next day's filming. Mm. So it, it always helps. I mean, you can... I mean, there's, there's, you know, there are exceptions to the rules, but it, 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 it helps when, yeah. when a project gets, um, it's funny when you say a project gets bigger, but uh, a feature film is such a, a more massive undertaking than a, um, a short mm. film because mm. a short film you're filming for maybe a week max. And so it's a short amount of time. So you can, you can do that. But when it's a feature film, you're going to be filming, you know, at least, you know, three weeks, four weeks. And it's just the toll of, of doing filming. And it's such an intense um, time, you know. But it's not even just the filming. I think yeah. that's the thing that people forget, don't they? They, you know, it's the, it's everything else. Actually, though, the three weeks of filming is the easy part. It's everything yeah. that comes after. I mean, if you look at My Feral Heart now, we're like two years down the line from actual filming. Yeah. And I'm sure James told you, you know, all the work that's involved even to this yeah. to this moment now. Oh, yeah. I mean, my own feature film, we wrapped in uh, 2007 and we didn't finish until 2009. Mm. So, yeah, it was two years in post-production. Yeah. Time that, flies by. It, it does. It? And I think that's what, you know, it is like really, it is like having a child. That's the thing. Even if, you know, you, it's like your baby and you've yeah. got to still... Be there for it, even if people aren't, you know, the parents split up or whatever. You've still got that child there that you've got to manage. <laughs> yes. 
Um, and the longevity of it, even with short films. I mean, my short film, Sunny Boy, which we shot in 2011. I mean, this week, on Friday, I'm going to Dresden. We've got three screenings there at the Dresden Film Festival and I'm doing a panel discussion because the film's now part of a DVD um, and still doing you well, know, quite well. Congratulations. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> um, most short films... <clears throat> They have like a, a short shelf life. Mm. I mean, they they do the festival circuit and yeah. then they just sort of end up on YouTube or Vimeo. Yeah, and that's another thing because we were um, <clears throat> the producer of Sunny Boys, Emma Curtis, who's a very dear friend of mine now. But she's actually an animator, right. so she hadn't really she produced her own things, but this was the first sort of independent thing she produced, and um, she. After it had done, you know, a couple of years at the festivals, people were saying to her, oh, you know, put it on YouTube so people can see it, we want to see it. And she was, like, really adamant, no, because I still think there's something more in the bag here. And I'm so glad that she stuck to her guns because Channel 4 then picked it up, Arte TV picked it up It's part of this DVD um, thing. And then, you know, like, we're still doing stuff and it's still out there. Fabulous. Yeah. Well, I mean, that, that's probably quite a good point. So... Take us on the journey then um, to Feral Heart. So, you, you know, your journey as a filmmaker, obviously you've made some short films. Sunny Boy was the one that, that got you some attention. Um, mm -hmm. You know, just, just sort of talk us through the, the journey that and how you felt, uh, how you found my Feral Heart and where it went from that. Yeah, so Sunny Boy was in 2011. Um, and, yeah, that sort of you know, done really well in festivals and won lots of awards and um, was just just really a joyous experience all round, really. Um, Darren Kent, who's the lead actor in it, <clears throat> really close friend of mine, and then Lewis Nicholas, my husband, the other actor in it, and then Emma. So just the whole thing about Sunny Boy was just, just really probably, you know, just holds a really dear place in my heart. And then following on from then, I've done a couple of other sort of like little short... Oh, no, actually, a big mistake that I made was we shot um, Sunny Boy in July, the hottest summer of the year. And then in August, I was shooting my next film, short film, um, which I was also producing, Hitler and Henry VIII. That was a very big... I learned a lesson there that was a huge mistake to go from like shooting one in June to one in July um sorry one one in July one in August um it was too rushed there was too much going on also it was the first time that I had directed something I hadn't written mm -hmm. um so that was an interesting dynamic because usually I'm very like organic and you know we're just like oh you know change this change that the writer was on set not that that was a huge problem. He was, you know, lovely. But you feel this sort of, I don't know, it was just a weird dynamic, but I'm actually glad that happened because I think that sort of then equipped me for when going on to do My Feral Heart, which, of course, yeah. I didn't write. But the thing is, is it a case of because you didn't write it or was it because they were so close together? I think it's probably both. Okay. And, and they were too close together and there was so, I mean... Hitler and Henry was, <clears throat> you know, a logistic nightmare because we only had two days and it was in a school and we had guns and all sorts and it was the 
all days, the day it was in the summer holidays, but it was the day all the kids were picking up their GCSE results. (laughs) (laughs) So it was quite intense. And um, I would do a lot of things differently. Yeah. No, I. I, It's part of, you know, you learn, don't you? You've got to make mistakes. No, I, I asked because I had a similar experience where I shot two short films back to back, one which I was heavily involved in and another one which I wasn't heavily involved in. And of course, uh, they were literally just like back to back month wise. And of course, the first one really good and the second one it was all right. But <laughs> but yeah, 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 it's if uh, I don't know, it's it, it does it is thing though where. The subject matter was it was a comedy short and it was dealing with late night poker and they were playing with like um, crisps instead of chips. That was the whole joke. Uh, so it's, <laughs> it's it's hard it's hard to say if uh, quality wise if it was because of filming back to back or if it was the actual script mm. itself. But I did feel somewhat that um, I didn't give it my all. <laughs> But I can't say if that was because it was so close to yeah. the other, or if it was the fact that the subject subject matter was, you know, somebody somebody else's mm. um, pet project and wasn't mine. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, yeah, mm. I probably wouldn't wouldn't do that again. Um, and then after that, yeah, I done a couple of other <clears throat> little shorts and started writing my feature script solo. Um, that's like a real passion project that I've been working on for quite a while. Uh, then I made another short film called Twitcher, which was um, a short film that I wrote over Christmas and we shot that in the April. Um, again, Darren was in it, um, lead actor from Sunny Boy. Um, Lewis produced it. So it's all, you know, keeping it in the family and the same editor and, you know, the same people. And um, Susie shot that one, um, cinematographer. Um, and then what happened was I was in, then I met Duncan, the writer of My Feral Heart for a mutual friend. Um, he mentioned this idea about My Feral Heart and at this stage he hadn't got a script, he just had an idea. Um, and we were going to actually apply to Eye Features. So I was applying to Eye Features with My Feral Heart and another project called My Loving Blood, written by Judy Upton. Um, and then, for various reasons, we didn't end up submitting My Feral Heart, but My Loving Blood, I realised that the title was quite similar. <laughs> uh, My Loving Blood got long-listed okay. uh, for eye features. Unfortunately, we didn't get short-listed. Um, and then that still hasn't been, not, hasn't yeah. been made. And then, um, I don't know really what happened, but then Duncan came back with a script, and then about 18 months later, we were back and forth. Looked for the cast. Um, so this time three years ago, we were casting because I thought it was really important to get the cast. You know, we needed to find the, the right actors. Um, and then James came on board in the July, and then we shot it in the November. So um, at the script phase, was it always the case that the lead actor was going to have Down syndrome? There was always a character um, that had Downs, but you no, actually you're right. The first draft of the script that Duncan sent me, um, the character of Pete was the main that's, character. That's and the, he was sort of the young the, lad who's yeah, doing... Um, the hunt saboteur. Yeah. Yeah, and he was sort of like looking back at his... 
I can't remember. I can't even remember now. It was so long ago. But yeah, he was the lead character. Um, but then we, yeah, then we decided to go making it Luke the main character that was a lot more interesting. Excellent. And uh, <clears throat> I know we <clears throat> we touched on this in the Q and A, but uh, that's not recorded. So um, let's go back there. Um, there's quite an interesting story about you, you know finding the. The, the cast for this so do you want to talk a little bit about that yeah so we went through the <coughs> usual um channels through spotlight actually and um didn't have a casting director on board just i signed up and done it myself and got them all through and made sure that i looked through every single actor that came through um for the character of luke we had about 70 people put forward some by them through directly through themselves some by agents but actually only three of them actually had downs mm -hmm. um and you know then they were they were great but you know wanted to sort of like you know look further afield so we ended up um just reaching out to sort of people we knew and to you know different organizations um and then actually Stephen who we ended up casting I actually met him at a theatre group called Mushroom Theatre Company, which is run by a lady called Penny Bub, who I used to go to dance college with. Um, and I went there initially looking just for some of the smaller parts, like the guys in the care home. And then Stephen was there. And um, we got on really well, and he was really great. Um, but then, yeah, then found out that he doesn't actually take part in any of the productions there because he gets stage fright. Um, <laughs> and he'd never done any acting on screen before, so... Um, but you know, I just you get you get what it's like when you meet somebody and you work with them and you do workshops and <clears throat> you know, and it's not I can't stand auditions where like you've got people sat at a desk. I mean, I like to be up on my feet and I film the actual auditions myself, so I'll be mm -hmm. running around with the camera. I can't bear this sort of like sitting behind a desk with barrier. I know what it was like as an actor going to auditions. Mm -hmm. So I try, I mean, you know, I don't know, people might tell you differently if they've auditioned <laughs> for me, they might they might not like it, but I try to make it an environment that I would like to, you know, be in if I was at an audition. Mm -hmm. yeah. No, I was I I think I changed my, the way I auditioned people because I did do that. Um especially with the feature. But I always had an actor there to, so that they had somebody to act with instead mm -hmm. of it being um, just, you know, somebody who's just coldly yeah. reading the lines. But uh, there was, I don't know. I mean, I, this is the thing. I, it, it was a long, it's, uh, you know, nearly 10 years ago since uh, since I did that. But my I, I tend to meet people more now and, and, you know, see what they're like as people and, you know, through recommendations mm. and stuff. I mean, I haven't really auditioned that many people for what mm. I'm currently doing. Yeah, I mean, I, I think, you know, there isn't a right or wrong way. It's just no. whatever yeah. works. But yeah. what I'm quite interested in is, is um, you know, uh, Stephen Brandon, isn't it, who plays mm. Luke um, in the film. And he's, you know, he's, he's, he's getting a lot of acclaim for this role. And he is very engaging in it. Um, how much of Stephen do you think is in Luke or how much of it is, is you know, the character? Well, I always think there's an element of every actor mm -hmm. in a character. Um, when I met Stephen and, you know, I've done a lot of workshops with him, 
of his looking at traits of his personality that we could then bring into the character. Mm-hmm. But that's something that I like to do anyway. I'm even thinking now, this script that I'm writing, I'm going to be casting the lead actors before I do a lot of, you know, the the nuances and all those things to bring, you know, to find those little gems and to bring out those things um, that that actor can bring to it that nobody else can. Um, so, yeah, I think the character of Luke, obviously Stephen is playing the part of Luke and there's lots of things that Luke does that Stephen wouldn't do. But there are elements of Stephen, you know, part things that Stephen does that are in the character. I mean, when you... Because there are some really nice moments in the film that you captured. Uh, I just wondered, was... Was everything scripted and, and planned or was there a bit of improvisation that went on? Things were put into the script that we developed through rehearsals. For example, like Stephen when he's smoking a cigarette, that was one of the first things, he'd mind smoking a cigarette. That was one of the first things that Stephen done. When I got up with him and I acted out a scene with him in a workshop, he just looked at me and just... <laughs> started to pretend to smoke and blow smoke in my face. So we put that in there. Most of the dialogue scenes between him and Pete, they're all scripted and, you know, the word of words, everything, you know, is scripted to a degree, but there's definitely, like, room for, um, you know, improvisation and all those little moments. But, yeah, the script script was pretty tight. Everything that's in the script, that was in the (coughs) script, is in the film. There's only one scene that we cut and that was not because it wasn't good it was because it didn't really work with the story um and then there was little bits that you know were were embellished but I love improvisation anyway I mean I went to Anna Shares which is notorious for improvisation so I think I'll always bring that to my work yeah no sure and and, and obviously while we're talking about Stephen it's very important that we we note that he has recently uh, won an award, right? Yeah, he this. won the National Film Awards last week. Fantastic. I know, amazing. Up against um, heavyweight actors, Ewan McGregor, um, Daniel Radcliffe, Michael Fassbender. Um, but, wow. you know, he deserved to win and the public, it was a public mm-hmm. vote. I think they had over three million votes for the, the awards in total. Oh, well, congratulations to, to Stephen for that. Yeah, That's awesome. Brilliant. That's- Another accolade for the film. Yeah. And, uh, and of course, um, uh, you know, Mark Commode has, has said a lot of good things about the film as well, mm-hmm. hasn't he? So it's getting a lot of... Uh, yeah, I, I think you get a mention every week. Yeah, we've got a little mention on Friday. <laughs> yes. Which is nice. That was a lovely surprise. So. I, I, I was wondering, I mean, did he just... Did he just turn up to like a press screening, or did you send it to Mark Commode? I'm just, I'm just curious because it's, I think most filmmakers are like, well, I, I want to get it to the press, but I don't know how. Or... Right. Well, we, to we had the screenings through our screen through, so we had the independent screening, but because we had those and we had those screenings in cinemas, we then got reviews because you can't really get reviews unless you've yes. got the film out there I've, I've had dealings with total film they won't touch a film unless it's it has yeah a because date. unless yeah. they've got something to promote they're not yeah. you know otherwise what's the point of having it reviewed if then people are going to contact them and say well there's no way you can see it mm-hmm. so by having those screenings we then obviously got the reviews mm. um and some of them were very nice 
<laughs> Some of them. Some of them. We don't talk about it now. No, there wasn't, there wasn't any bad. <laughs> Fair enough. But, uh, so, I mean, you know, we we did talk with with James in some detail about the actual production itself. Mm. Um, but I think what's probably more interesting is, like you were saying, the beyond the production. So, you, you know, talk us talk us a bit through the, the process that's happened since you made the film to, to actually get to this stage. Because, you know, it's frightening to think it's been two years. Mm. That, that's that's kind of scary that it's taken this this long. Um, yeah, I mean... reason. Well, I don't think it's really that long, really. <clears throat> it does feel a long time, doesn't it? I suppose, I suppose it is. But, yeah, so this time last year, we had our world premiere right. in, at CineQuest. Uh, and then in June, we went to Edinburgh. Um, and then I went, we went to Singapore and Russia and America and lots of other places. Um, that took us through to November, and then November we had the cinema release, and that was only supposed to be for five weeks, I think, five or six weeks, but ended up being five months. Um, yeah, we were only supposed to have 10 screenings, and we ended up having over 120. Wow. Which is great. Um, so, yeah, and that sort of brings us up to now. Um, and then we had World Down Syndrome Day, which was obviously our charity screening, the one where you very kindly done the Q&A for us. So we had 35 screenings on one night all around the country. At the moment, the films, um, um, you can see the film in Australia. Mm -hmm. um, I, can't, I can't remember the name of the thing. But there's, a, like, there's like an house fan force in Australia. Uh, Sorry, the, I can't remember. The, the Australian version. The Australian version of our screen. screen. Yeah. Um, that's over there. But, you know, we're still trying to secure distribution as in for, you know tv dvd i mean we're constantly i'm not kidding you every day getting emails or messages on our facebook page where can we get the dvd where can we see it um so that's all still in talks at the moment which you know if you were doing a bigger project that already you know you'd have all that in place yes. in the beginning of course if you had the the, if you had the studio behind it. If you had the it, studio yeah. behind it, yeah. yeah. Whereas we sort of done it the other way around. Um, but I'm, ho I'm, you know, hopefully somebody will pick it up. Well, I'd be saying wrong if they, if they didn't. Yeah, I mean, there's, definitely a, there's definitely people that want, yeah, as I said, there's lots of people that do want to see it that couldn't get to see it. Yeah. That is kind of interesting, actually, what you touch on there is, is the fact that is what's so funny about this industry sometimes is if you've got a product to sell you know so you've got a film that, that's, that's an interesting topic that's, that's had good reviews that you're now looking for distribution for but sometimes if those particular distri distribution people distributors hadn't been involved in the actual development of the film from the get-go you know, is there some reluctance to take it on for that reason, do you think? Just because they weren't behind it from the very start? Yeah, possibly. Egg, yeah, it? I think it is chicken and egg, possibly. And I think the other thing is there's so many films out there. And if you've already got your own 
bunch of films that you've been developing from, as you say, Hatch from the beginning, and you're trying to get them up there. It's, you know, to then bring somebody else, you know, another project on, you know, it's, it's difficult, isn't it? Yeah. I, um, I understand that. My experience was that um, I had a lot of companies did get in touch with me, but um, I was very uh, protective of it. So if they, you know, I would check them out, I'd look at the website and stuff, and if it didn't look professional to me, then I was like, didn't want to know. It was like, nope, because I wanted, I wanted sort of the best for it. I wanted, you know, a company that would take it on and maybe sort of get out there as more as possible. Because there are a lot of smaller distributors who... You know, but there were distributors I never heard of, and you'd look at their back catalogue, and there were films mm. I'd never heard of, and um, that's why in the end, you know, I didn't have a distributor for my film. Um, that's why it sort of had to come down to self distribution. So I don't think if you've got the manpower to do that, I don't think it's such a bad thing. And actually, I've been you know hearing from quite a few people that have self distributed. Who've had you know one film maybe that was self distributed and one that wasn't, mm. and actually the one that they distributed themselves seems to have done. Well, I know, think quite from well, a fine that it's it, it's a, it's that it's one of those things where if you self distribute it, um, you the the you there's the money comes to you, and but you may not have a a budget to sort of advertise it to That's the market. Thing, isn't it? It. Well, a distributor if they're 100% behind the project, will do mm. the, the marketing, but then you may never see a penny yeah. from it. I think that's the thing. I mean, you realise, you know, because when we finished shooting, we didn't have a budget as such for marketing and publicity. You realise how important that is. Mm-hmm. And I think, yeah, you can't... That has to be... You have to really think about that before... Yeah, because yeah. it's no good having this film if you know you've got not got the means to get it out there to be seen. I mean, thankfully, this is where social media does play a huge part for our independent films. If it wasn't for social media, for Facebook and Twitter, you know, we wouldn't get get be able to get a word out there. Yeah, no, I mean, people must be yeah. absolutely sick of reading about that I apologise. I mean, it's been. Yeah. But I mean, that that, that part with, you know, I mean, I have I have my issues with social media. Yeah, me too. I I agree with you in terms of for for, for promoting something like like a, a film or an event or some sort of project. You know, it, it's very important. But I'm guessing that's almost like a full time job in itself, right? Is is managing that? I mean, I I've seen people who. In fact, I've been involved in films that that have had crowdfunding, um, you know, campaigns that I've donated to, and you do you literally get like emails on a daily basis, you know, from this and with with, with interesting content. But you think, wow, that, that there's a lot of work that mm. needs to go into yeah. that, let alone making the movie. You know, yeah. <laughs> it's like no, it is. You're right. That <laughs> it is a full time job, isn't yeah. it? The social media and just, yeah. yeah, doing all of that. And I think actually talking about the crowdfunding, that is some uh, people are very quick to you know do sac- these crowdfunded things with all these promises of mm. yeah perks deliverables and things. Yeah. But someone has to manage that. Somebody has to do that. If you're saying you're going to be sending out posters to people, signed posters, you've got to get those 
posters made, got to get them sent, signed and sent. I mean, it's all those things. Yeah. I think that is one thing I I think a lot of filmmakers don't budget for, I'd say. They say, well, I need 60 grand to make my film. So if you don't, if you put money into my film, you'll get this, this and this. Well, Mm. you're spending the 60 grand on making the film, but what, how much money you put aside for, you know, the DVDs or, Mm. you know, Mm. the posters and stuff. you, You need to, you know, in your budget for yeah. whether it be those things or just indeed marketing and promoting the film, you need to have line items in there. I mean, it used to be the case that people would put all the money into the production and then leave nothing for post. And I think, you know, people have kind of wised up to that mm-hmm. now. And obviously that's got easier and less expensive. But exactly the next stage now is, you know, producers, filmmakers independently don't put those line items in for things such as the you know the promotion or mm. the perks that go with the crowdfunding yeah. etc so it's uh, it, well, it's, it's yeah. an ever changing thing I think thing, it depends it? on what the perks are because some people do perks where it's just it's pie in the sky it's like well how how are you going to deliver this I always love the ones where come on set have your photo spend the day on the set be an extra <laughs> <laughs> no hang yeah. out with the lead actor <laughs> I'm like Really? They, they're not going to be acting then, obviously. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, I mean... It, a foot and I then mean, the other yeah. thing is, like, film festivals. You know, the mm. travel and all well, these things. Just the cost of entry. Well, the, oh, yeah. don't get me started. I mean, there well, are... Let, I know you yeah. say don't get me started, but let, let, let's, let's talk about that mm. side of things. Because, yeah. I mean, with, with, with this, did you... I mean, there are, there are so many different routes you can go when you've got a project, right? One, you know... Obviously, you've got to get it made, which is which is a big task. We all know that, and I think most of our listeners understand that. But, um, you, you know, there are different routes to, to to getting it out there and getting the distribution. And obviously, the festival circuit is one of them. And and where where do you stand with that? I mean, is that something you've pursued? Yeah, I mean, I think film festivals are are great. I really do. For short, you know, if you look at, we start with short films, for short f- films, they are great. But I think the problem is there are so many film festivals now. Mm-hmm. I mean, horror film festivals, if you made a horror short film, then there's practically a festival every day, I think. So it's working out with, you know, having a strategy, having, aim for the top and mm-hmm. work, you know, and be realistic as mm-hmm. well. I think you've got to be realistic. If you've got a short film or a feature film, thinking about where it's going to, you know, finding a place for it. Some of the short film festivals that I think are doing things really well in this country are, I don't know if you've heard them, Triforce, Mm -hmm. um, Liftoff. Yeah, I've heard of Both of those festivals, for me, have been brilliant. They've championed my short films but not only that, they've continued to support and have communication and just they've just been absolutely brilliant. And interestingly, both Liftoff and Triforce are both run by um, actors. I mean, right. James and Ben, who run Liftoff, were actors. Um, and the guys at Triforce were all actors. And I just think they're doing brilliant things and I guarantee that both of those companies... Of festivals and organisations will 
go on and on and on because yeah. they're, they're actually well, they're, they're, about, great. they're about the films yes. rather than about profit and commerce yeah. and, and and who's in it and stuff yeah. like yeah. that. Yeah, <clears throat> but then I think all, all three of us have had film festivals where they, you know, uh, we've stayed in contact with and, and had our work shown and, and stuff like that. I mean, even you know, for James Rumsey in Feast on Film. Mm. I mean, if we ever had a new film, he was always, mm. you know... Well, that's how this kind yeah. of came to be, yeah, almost, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah, was, no, that's true, actually, that's... yeah, because I met James through you, didn't I, Because you put Sunny Boy into Feast on Film, right? Yeah. I, I've already wound James up on this saying, where's my, where's my credit, where's my car, <laughs> yeah. you know, where's my finder's fee, damn it. Yeah. <laughs> it's all good. Now, um... Karma, it's going to come yeah. around, right? Um, yeah, so so that's that's a good festival. But did, have you have you tried with this festivals or have you? Well, not... My Feral Heart. Yes. Yeah, so Feral Heart's been in Edinburgh and Cinequest right. and um, and Lift Off. We won. Right. We won. Um, Go on, yeah. I mean, big enough. That's Lift the whole off. point. Yes, yeah. we won best <laughs> film, best I won best director, and yeah. Stephen won best actor at Lift Off, which was great. Um, and as I said, they've been really supportive. But I think, you know, festivals are great. I think the problem is there are some <coughs> that you have to be careful of. Yeah. You know, like with it in any industry, it's there's always going to be people that are trying to scam you. I mean, we had an incident where we'd submitted the film for a festival and paid, you know, quite a handsome um, fee to, mm-hmm. to submit. Um, then got told we'd got nominated for all these awards, but we had to pay to go to the award ceremony. Yeah. And very expensive, the tickets were too. Mm. We didn't go. Um, yeah, so you, I think you just have to be a bit careful because there are mm. so many festivals, but they're great. They're a great place to like watch other films, meet filmmakers, as you as you guys know. Yeah, well, I mean, film festivals is a lot of pla- is sometimes the only place you will actually see. You know, short films or feature films mm. on a big screen with yeah. an audience. With yeah. an audience, yeah. yeah. The other thing as well is there are some festivals that you go to, like smaller festivals, and you get, you know, treated brilliantly um, as filmmakers. But I think I have been to some where I think the way that they, you know, you don't even get a hello or you're not even <laughs> anything. Christ, I've come all this way. And, you know, at least you could show a bit of enthusiasm or get the title of the film right. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, the I, 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 I went to one film festival where the, um, the, the film actually had the copyright across the middle of the screen and it was throughout the whole film and they still showed it. <laughs> actually, one, uh, the festival that I'm going to this weekend is one of the best festivals I've ever been to. I went there to the Dresden Film Festival three years ago and absolutely fantastic and i'm so looking forward to going again their their communication is brilliant you know i'm getting emails saying what time you're going to be picked up at the you know the airport um everything's organized and just yeah absolutely great and the quality of the film i think they have 34 films in competition there international films um, when I went last time, the quality of the film was the best shorts I've ever seen. And the projection was wonderful and great venues. And the audiences are packed and they're packed of local people. 
literally queuing to come and watch short films. Because mm-hmm. quite often, you know, you go to festivals and it's just other filmmakers. But no, <laughs> yes. this is the German public <laughs> wanting to see short films. So I'm really yeah. looking forward to it. We've seen the Saturday Night Live sketch with, um, with Emily Blunt. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, could, could the um, outward that was a great short film, so could the filmmakers come up and the whole oh. audience comes <laughs> up? <laughs> so, yes. do we have a question? Uh... <laughs> Happens. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, it's it's going really well with my feral heart in terms of it's getting some good reviews, some awards. It's it's getting a lot of buzz. Uh, okay, you might not have a distribution deal in place just yet, but I mean, you know, what's what's it really like? Because our perception is that you've like now made it. You know, this is it. You you know you you've 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 had a hit film. What what's next on the horizon? But what 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 is the current situation? Think of it like this, Keith. It's like a beautiful swan gliding along the river, but then underneath you're like paddling like mad, trying to keep afloat, trying to survive. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm thrilled with the way my full heart's been. Um, you know, the people that where well, they've taken to it and the great reviews that we've had and obviously the awards that we've won and all of that jazz it's lovely and you always make something don't you to try and you know you want it to be the best it can be and you but you never really know how it's gonna go yeah um you sort of get a bit of an idea but you never really know how people are gonna embrace it but then i think whatever well for me personally personally this is my personality whatever I'm doing I'm never really looking at the moment I'm always thinking Hmm. what's next Mm -hmm. and I'm always striving you know my goal was to make a short film then my goal was to to make a short film you know to I don't know win an award and then it was like to make a feature film and now my goal is to make my second feature film Mm -hmm. so you're always thinking bigger and I think that's I'd imagine that's the same for anybody. Even if you win a BAFTA, you're probably thinking, yeah, I've got a BAFTA, but I won an Oscar. Yeah, I, I think it is probably the nature of a lot of uh, mm. creative people is is you, you never feel that you're you're quite there. You know, yeah. you're always looking for the, the, the next thing. Yeah, because so, you're never really there. Where is there? Yeah. For I, was, me, I, was at, I was at a Q&A uh, recently for a... Um, uh, film that, that, that it was a horror film with 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 brian cox and uh it's got distribution and the, the, the oh was that the uh the autopsy, autopsy of jane, jane doe, doe yeah, yeah. And, the, and that's from the guy who made troll Hunt, exactly which yeah. was like the number one blockbuster in uh norway exactly and yet it took him years to make another film well, what was interesting yeah. was he was he was there in the q a and um uh, it was mentioned that uh, one of his contemporaries, one of his you, you know colleagues from from Scandinavia, was making the next um, Lara Croft Tomb Raider film, which is starring Alicia Vikander, I think. Yeah. And he, it was interesting because he said, "Yes, I'm very jealous. I'd love to be making the next uh, Lara Croft Tomb Raider film." And I was thinking that's interesting because us in the audience are there thinking, mm. oh, we wish we, we'd just made this film yeah. and was doing this. So, yeah, yeah I, think, I think it is probably yeah. like that, that you never really feel quite there. <laughs> yeah, and I think for, for me, I just want to be creative and I, I like to be in that creative bubble. The bit that I find, and I'll be honest with you, 
the bit that I find the most difficult um, and I'm the least comfortable with actually is all of this shenanigans, <laughs> all this sort of like talking about the film and, talk, you know, talking about people are asking you about the production that you made two years ago and, and you know, the soirees and all of this business. It's all lovely, but actually I'm happiest when I've got my sleeves rolled up Mm-hmm. And I'm sort of getting down and dirty with <laughs> with the creativity. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Being, exactly um, what you mean. And yeah. also being with like-minded people. I'm I'm really once I've got a lot of friends that I've had for years, probably like a lot of us have. But I really am about you know it's about finding your tribe. I think and sticking with them and loving them and just finding the people you can just be yourself with. Mm-hmm. I'm not good being around people that I don't feel like I can be myself around, and unfortunately, it's yeah, <laughs> yeah. quite a few people that, you know, but hey, that's the nature of the beast. But as going back to your question, um, yeah, really, I'm very, very happy with the way my photo heart's gone, and I just hope that I can go on to make something else very soon. Well, I mean, for someone who's uh, who's known you for fifteen years or more, whatever Probably it is longer, now, actually, um, I was twenty eight when we met. Exactly, I, I for one am you know uh, delighted that you you ha- you're having some success with this, which will hopefully lead on to the next thing for you. So, 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 what is the, what is the next thing? Let's talk about that. Well, there's nothing concrete, nothing's in stone, <laughs> of course. <laughs> Uh, wouldn't be that easy, but I've got various projects in develop various projects in development. Has mm-hmm. everybody? No, I've got um, a couple of projects I've been working on for a long time actually. Before my feral heart, I've got a project called Solo, which is a project that I'm co-writing with a writer called Daniel Hayes, who I met making my first ever short film, which was Together Alone, which was funded by Screen East and the Film Council back in 2004. And met Daniel there, and he's always been really supportive of all my work, and he's often worked as like a script advisor and on stuff. Um, So yeah, that's the project that's about um, sexual exploitation. so yeah, so that's in script stage. And then I've got another project called Love Without Walls, um, which is about homelessness. Um, and then another project called Changing Track, which has been written by um, Kerry, Kerry Bernstein. And that's also about homelessness, but it's a very different story. It's about teenage homelessness. Mm-hmm. And then I've got some other scripts that have been sent to me. And then Duncan from My For A Heart, he's writing um, a new script, but I haven't made that yet. So, yeah, hopefully one of those will <laughs> get made <laughs> at some what, point. What, what, what are your thoughts on the whole funding process? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's just, it's a minefield. I really can't tell you my thoughts on it because it's just so so involved and I think I've learned so much from doing my feral heart just the you know the how the whole machine operates and I don't think there is any really set there's no set rules I think you've got to sort of find your way mm-hmm. and what about you said you 
been approached about some projects. Mm. I mean, what's talk talk to us a little bit about that? Yeah, just Where? people that have seen my feral heart and seen my short films and that have you know come to me and um, you know sent me scripts and talking about things. But you know what it's like. Nothing's <laughs> nothing's ever until you're actually there on set mm. filming. Mm-hmm. I always take everything in my stride. Mm-hmm. Just keep plugging, keep working. <laughs> uh, what? Nobody sends you any scripts? <laughs> no, strangely <laughs> enough, you know, this is the thing you say about different stages. And it's like, oh, I'd love to get to that stage. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I still get sent. Well, I don't get sent scripts, but I get sent a synopsis. Asking if I'm interested, but uh, I just know that I'm not in a position where I could do that script justice, or or it's anything that kind of appeals to me. You know, mm-hmm. I don't want to start something that I know that you know with somebody where it may not happen. Mm. The other thing I'm getting at the moment is quite a few <clears throat> emails and things from people asking for advice, and I'm like. I'm still <laughs> trying to work it out myself. I can't, you know, give, an, give advice. But actually, on the series, though, the main thing is I'm trying to earn a living. Yeah. Because it, that's the thing that's really hit me making this film. Um, you know, I've always, since leaving school, I've always worked, you know, in the arts, whether it's producing, dancing, choreography, acting, whatever. <coughs> but I would say these last two years have been really tough from a financial point of view, trying to do this and work and and just things are changing. Like the companies I used to work for as a freelancer, they're the people that I sort of that employed me have left the company and you know, yeah. new people have come in and it's just it's trying to juggle and balance trying to survive and do this. I mean that's why I couldn't do it again like this like how we done my feral heart I mean this is one time I can't do it like that again yeah it's it's no it's it's such a weird thing that you know it's something that you love to do but you can't you can't make a living off it mm-hmm. it's I mean that's 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 the hard thing that's that's the trick is is how to make films and also live mm. Especially as a director or, you know, a producer, mm. producer, probably even more so. But when I teach, um, quite often the students, and the first, you know, teaching filmmaking, everybody wants to be a director. And, <laughs> or, <laughs> I'm saying, unless you really want to do it, do something else, you know. Because if you're a cinematographer or a sound recorder, you're always be working you can do your yeah. stint on the film and then go off but as a producer or director, a director you're, you're still yeah. especially at this level you're still as a director still help you know doing all the stuff whereas well i think with, with any film even if it's a studio film you're going to be with it a year yeah. minimum yeah and of course then it's... then you're getting paid I don't think you get paid for the year <laughs> and and acting I mean I know you sort of said you know you do it if it's sort of friends offered you a part or something but I mean have you 
Have you lost the passion for that? I just, for me, um, I just couldn't stand all the auditioning and just just not get, you know, not going up for good parts. And yeah. And if you haven't got, you know, it's a vicious circle. There's so many gatekeepers, I feel, in this country. Yeah. I don't know if it's like that in every country. But if you're not with one of the agents, and yeah, I think that's probably not just for actors, it's probably directors and all sorts, really. Yeah. Yeah, if you're not not with the top couple, five maybe or whatever, then you don't really get a look in, yes. You know, and I just think everyone has to start (coughs) somewhere. Everybody has to have their first break. Um, For example, My Feral Heart, we haven't got any huge stars in it, although we've got some very established actors in it and -and up-and-coming actors. But I've had people say to me, next film, Jane, you've got to have a name in it so that you can sell it so that people pick it up mm. which I find I understand what they're saying but I find that quite soul destroying but I also feel that unless the person is right for the part then they cannot play the part mm-hmm. yeah yeah you know, again they, again that's a bit of a vicious circle like you said because you know it's all about money and, and what sells and who sells and but at the same time it's 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 very narrow and and uh, you, you know one of the, one of the things I've noticed uh, I think it's always been the case but it seems to be even more now is is you know I often joke about the lucky one thousand you know in terms of actors and people above the line you know the creatives mm. oh even and, below the line and in below the line yeah, yeah there's, but, there's the same people who work on all the you know productions it's very hard to get into the top productions yes yeah it's, it's and, and that, but i think what's really changed now is is where there used to be a bit of a line between theater film television commercials etc that seems to have blurred as well now so you get the you know the people who are established and get there get to work in all those fields mm. and i mean the, the one that springs to mind right now just because i only saw it yesterday is obviously tom hardy who obviously has had for the last you know decade or so a very successful film career and, and some theatrical productions but he's this year 2017 you know he's had a television show that he's mm. been the lead on and i saw him yesterday on the commercial for sky um mobile yeah. that they're doing so it's like you, you know yeah. it's like oh wow it's brilliant when you get yeah. in yeah you're in you know but, but you know it's... he had to start somewhere <laughs> he had to be given his first break exactly. yeah, yeah i mean i i watched uh, black hawk down the other day and of course he is in it but it's unrecognizable really mm. i mean uh, unless you knew who who he was he was just uh, you know another soldier amongst you know all the other soldiers yeah. there yeah and, you know, if I'm watching a film, I like to be completely immersed in that character. If I start coming out of the character and think, oh, I'm watching an actor, yeah, I'm taken out of it at all. So sometimes I actually prefer it. I like to watch something where it's a complete unknown that I've never seen before, rather than... Oh, no, I know, I, know, I know what you mean. I, I kind of enjoy that when I watch, um, if you like, foreign films sometimes, because you know, if you're not that familiar, I mean, yes, of course, there, there are stars, you know, in those, but sometimes if you're not that familiar with them, <laughs> you, you, and you really don't know where the film's going to go because, you, you know, you, you don't know who's, mm. who's going to be the, 
the hero who's going to be the villain or whatever, or the shade of grey in between. But, you know, yeah. it, 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 it's, it's always interesting. But, uh, but I think casting is yeah. so important. I think... It's very important. It really, and you, I think actually, you have one weak link and yeah. it, it can ruin a film. Mm-hmm. And I think that's where a lot of, <laughs> you know, independent films go, you know, yes. student films go wrong. If you've got... <coughs> and, not, and not giving the actors enough time like spending so long lighting and choosing you know setting up the shot which is all well and wonderful but then if you're expecting the actors to just you know perform in one take and at the end of the day when you're sitting there watching a film you know you can't you're looking at the actors and if the actors aren't believable then you've lost your audience Actors and story, I think it's so important. Mm-hmm. And just having the respect, I mean, I met, there was a group of um, film students that I met a couple of weeks ago. And they were doing their graduation film. And I was very disappointed in the way they were talking about actors, you know, actors that are giving up their time working for nothing. Their sort of attitude was, oh, well, they're, they're doing it for nothing, so not quite sure if they're going to be any good or, you know, just this sort of... I knew I'd get you going. This is good. (laughs) (laughs) And I think that's another thing that really winds me up. I had my film shown at um, the University of Hertfordshire and none of the film students actually turned up to watch it. People who did turn up to watch it had great Q&A. It was probably longer than the film because then you have, like, a one-to-one conversation. But it was just like... You know, I'm a filmmaker, made the short film, I'm like you guys, and you couldn't be bothered. And that was really disheartening. And I know you've told me stories about your students who really, <laughs> yeah, really, couldn't, really couldn't be asked to be yeah, there, yeah, to tell yeah. the truth. Yeah. You, you know, you've got to, you, mm. but you like know, you said earlier, yeah. if you want to be in this industry, you've, you've got to be asked, because <laughs> even if you are asked, it might not even happen. Yeah. You know, yeah. that's... <laughs> I'm looking, at, I'm looking at myself in the mirror saying that, but you know, yeah, it's, no. it's, well, I, I look at it this way though, less competition. <laughs> if the, if the generations that are coming up behind us are not that interested, and that means that there's going to be less competition mm. for us. Yeah. Interesting choice of words, competition. Mm. Do you, I feel, I don't know how you guys feel, that I, there is this competitiveness I do feel this competitiveness and I don't I think that's healthy. You think it's healthy or you don't? I don't think, think it's, it's healthy. healthy. Um, I don't think you should people should be judging, you know, comparing themselves against other people. Right. I think that's where we run into problems. I think it's human nature to a yeah. To a certain extent, though. But I, I, I understand what you're saying. Yeah. I mean what one of the things I think about the, you know, I'm not Honestly, I'm not trying to steer this into a rant about the industry, I promise. But <laughs> one of the things I find is is, is I think, um, you know, the comment you were sort of making about the acting, for example, um, I think, sadly, it's a bit of an ageist industry whereby mm. oh, yeah. if you haven't sort of, if you're not sort of established by the age of 30, you're kind I, of ripping off. I left the agency because I was too old the acting they were a y- for youngsters but absolutely when I hit 30 yeah. there was hardly anything well there's, there's this whole I mean there's, there's so many things that the industry they they just 
I think it comes down to they're not open this, to stuff. So they say, well, look, you know, an actress up to this certain age, you know, we can work with. But then when they get past this bit, oh, they're no good. You know, oh, they won't be any good on but screen. But why, though? Because but, I don't um, think people want... Because the it, public are quite happy to sit and see an older man on screen. But, but it's an older my, woman. My, like, my point, though, is being, though, that they probably... the the actors probably come a lot more interesting off past that age, you know, because they have more life experience and they've been doing it for all, you know, this is an art form. It's, you know, it's a craft. Mm. You have to learn your craft. You have to do it over and over and people get more interesting as they go along. But that's not reflected in There's the scripts. No. Is no, and, no. And also that's not exclusive to, I think, a- actors. I actually think that even as a filmmaker, you yeah. end up, getting judged similarly and what is yeah. interesting is you know like, well, you as you take, say, the yeah. more experience you can bring to, to to storytelling which is what filmmaking is yeah. then then the better it know? is funny to think that back in the studio days in hollywood that uh most directors were in their 40s and 50s and then comes the 70s and then suddenly they're all in their 20s and 30s and that they're still in that mindset so they're always looking for the what's the next thing what's the hot next thing What's the, well, the check- what's the one the young the young hot shot? So yes, I think that's very interesting. I made yeah. a thing today that they were saying about the next young thing or something under yeah. thirty. But I am so with you on that. I think you're so right. It is storytelling. Um, I can't imagine sort of just going straight from like doing your A levels to film school, and then coming out and writing about the world and directing, and when you've got no life experience. I think every, and I think yeah. that's actually why it's so important to know, don't just surround yourselves with people that are filmmakers. I mean, I can't think of not not including tonight, but I can't think of anything worse than sitting around just talking about films all night. <laughs> <laughs> right. I'm giving them a coat. I think that's our whole I'm podcast, so, I, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, actually, that's my biggest inspiration, real people, real stories, mm. getting out there. I've got, I've got friends of all ages, all walks of life. I just love meeting people, and they're, that's, they're probably my biggest inspirations. And I think you need that. If all you're talking about is films that have already been made, you know, there's, oh, I'm probably saying this because there's so many films that I haven't watched. People <laughs> always say to me, have you seen this film? Like, no, no. Yeah, it's an, it's an ever-growing list. Yeah. Yeah. We, we, we need to use that tagline as the ad for this podcast, <laughs> yeah. oh, you, you want to listen to people talk, sat around talking about films that have already been made. Uh, go, go tune into another podcast if that's something interesting to do with life. <laughs> it's so good we can take the mickey out of ourselves. Yes. <laughs> I, I, I was just thinking, though, um, sort of just going back to the, the subject of how... Uh, you know, the whole age thing and stuff, I think it just comes down to it's another selling point, isn't it? It's, you know, the this, the teenage director of this film, there you go, teenage director, or, you know, a film was made, you know, when they started saying about how small the budget was, mm. like with... Uh, made it for a tenner. Yeah, mm. yeah. <laughs> well, there was that zombie film that they made for £100, even yeah. though if you add what everybody brought to the table for free, it wouldn't, yeah. Well, interestingly, the chap that won the Academy Award this year as director for, um, you know, La La Land yeah. was, was actually, he's the youngest 
person to ever receive mm. a, an Oscar as best director. So yeah. yeah, yeah. I guess the age is going down, but uh, damn, <laughs> <laughs> that's going down as mine's going up. Damn it! But no, uh, but yeah, it, it's it's it's. I I mean, it, it, it's 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 this weird thing where you don't know. I mean, you you, you do know. the hard work. You you know. You, you get the film out there and at the end of the day you don't know because for every success there's a hundred failures yeah oh and the rest yeah yeah, yeah absolutely yeah. That's, uh... yeah. but we do it because we love it right <laughs> let's, 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 let's 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 be positive here hey. my feral heart was a labour of love right and it's and it's now you know Getting some recognition. Yeah. I, I think that's something to be inspired oh, by yeah. and, and, and to strive for. Yeah. Absolutely. It def so. definitely hasn't put me off. No. <laughs> that's for sure. I can't wait to do the next well, one. Well, and also the other thing that's good is is from the sounds of it, your your other your other ideas, you you know, you've got some meaty and important subject matter again to, to sort of focus on yeah. with that. And, and things think, that are really important to me as well. Yeah, well that's good. Yeah. Yeah, you I mean has to be I think mm. um, because directing is such a, a massive undertaking I mean I was trying to explain to someone once uh, the other day about how you know it literally is you have to live and breathe mm. it. it is your entire life and your obsession mm. while you're working yeah. on that project you know it, uh, it's not something you can just literally switch on and no. off like a light switch it's yeah. it's you know <laughs> and I don't think you know not everybody really quite often like people were saying to me they even found it was so what do you actually do as the director then do you just sort of like you know tell the actors where to stand mm. um yeah you can't really explain it no so, it's it's, yeah. it's a very hard job yeah. to uh, define for people that, that that aren't you know in the industry mm -hmm. or, or or you know that have haven't studied it it's 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 very hard to define but it is a it's such a difficult job mm. yeah and and a privilege if you can get to do it you know yeah. if you can get paid to do it i honestly believe those people are it's a privilege to have mm. that as a as a job oh absolutely and I mean, turn it, up and get paid yeah. every and day. actually any anything when you think you know we're sitting him moaning or whatever but when you look think of it in the grand screen scheme of things i mean it really is at the end of the day we're making films yes they can sort of change maybe the way people see the world but you know but they're not changing the actual world exactly yeah, yeah. No, and i think that's really really important i think <clears throat> sometimes when we all get you know mixed up in all sorts of emotions when we're filming and Dealing with, you know, arguing over the most, not talking about me individually, but just like arguing about the most petty things, which actually yes. in the grand scheme of things are not important. And egos but, and but all sorts. It always seems to be at the time very important. Oh, yeah, at the moment it's like life and death, isn't it? It's so important that actually... <laughs> you were going to get philosophical about yeah, all of when this. when you take yes. a step back, it's... Yeah, well, it's really not... It's only a movie. It's only, it's only a say. movie. Yes. That's all, folks. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's... I mean, you say that, but... Um, when I, I remember working at the cinema and uh, I remember one guy saying that um, he, always, he always treated every customer well because that 
customer that may be their first time going to see oh, a yeah. film. And I think you know, there's always films that touch people. And I think My Feral Heart is certainly one of those films. Mm. I mean, I think that's, um, you know, it's, it's, it's touched a lot of people mm. and I think it will, will have a life. Mm. I think it really will have a, a, a life. Um, you that's know. the beautiful thing, isn't yeah. it, about film? And that, I mean, I love theatre, but... Theatre's in the moment, moment. and then gone, yeah. whereas yeah, film... Yeah, and, you know, if film you've is only got to take a train strike or a bit of snow and people won't yeah. go to the theatre, but that is lovely to know that that film is going to be there yeah. forever. Yeah. And, and one thing that was actually very um, rewarding about doing the, uh, the Q&A that, that week last week was because so many people did ask so many good questions i mean that was the thing you know i was there thinking oh my god what if this is you know mm. uh, what you know you know i can waffle on forever but i thought <laughs> no you know i want the audience to ask the questions not me because you know i've been to q a's and i've seen you know moderators that do that and it always annoys me i think no 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 the the, the the interesting questions are from the people who have just sat here and watched it and experienced it for the first time. And uh, we did. We got some amazing mm. questions. So Really good audience. Yeah. I don't know. I think moderating is, is, should be a new career path for you, Keith. <laughs> yeah, I, I enjoyed. I really enjoyed the Q&A you moderated for me for Blood and Roses and the fact that you brought everybody in, mm. you know, was, was really good because, you know, like the likes of Brendan... You could have left to the end because he just did the because he did the special effects, and of course that's something that just happens when we're filming, and then his part was done. So you you know you brought him in early on instead of maybe waiting till sort of once we got to the filming part. So well, I, I like to be inclusive, but yeah. at the same time, what I don't need right now is yet another failed career. <laughs> 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 So. <laughs> but uh, no I mean it's 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 been great I mean one of the things that I love about doing these podcasts is is the fact that we get to to talk to some of the people we know that that are involved in it and it's you know the people we don't know me. and in people yeah. we don't know yeah, yeah. You, even more so, no offence, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> oh, I get that. No, no. But, uh, you know it, it's it's really good that you know you're able to to talk about this and, and that it has got a life out there and uh, you know this has been long overdue because we did talk about it when we uh, when we met with James and mm. uh, it took a while but I think now is the right time simply because it's had those screenings mm. now and when we talked to James it still hadn't had the premiere yet yeah, yeah. When, when, oh it hadn't I don't think so had it or had it just had the premiere it might have just had the premiere. Might just have had, yeah. But, um, I'm, I'm sure there had been there had been at least one screen yeah. at the festival, yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. Uh, so we'll see what happens now. Watch yeah. this space. Watch exactly. this space indeed. So where can people find out more about My Feral Heart? Well, they can go onto the My Feral Heart website, which is www.myferalheart.co.uk. My website is janegold.com. There you Fantastic. go. Find me on Twitter. So I've been tweeting quite a lot recently. Have you? Yeah, it's quite easy to tweet, isn't it? Is it? I don't know. Do you no, know? I've, not, I've, never, I've never sent a tweet in my life, yeah. which uh, probably I need to get with the programme someday and do that. But yes, yes. Watch this space. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
And uh, Keith, where can we find your work? Well, obviously not on Twitter. We've just established that. Um, but I do have a YouTube channel. So if you went to YouTube and put in British Isles, spelled E-Y-L-E-S, there are self-funded films on there <laughs> that, that, that I've made for, for viewing, if, if you're at all interested. Um, and for other projects, uh, just look me up on IMDb. And as always, you can find my work at independentrunnings.com. You can listen to this podcast on uh, iTunes, Stitcher, YouTube, and all good podcast providers. Uh, You can follow us on Facebook and Twitter. Just search Movie Heaven, Movie Hell. And if you're on iTunes or Stitcher, please leave us a rating and a review. It all helps. Please do, yes. So uh, there you go. There was a bit of structure there at the very end, but it's, it's, it's been nice just to have a kind of a, a relaxed chat about, um, well, the positives and the negatives <laughs> of the industry and, and the thing that we're passionate about. Um, and so thank you, Jane. No, for, thanks for talking no. to me. For uh, letting us have tea and hobnobs <laughs> while, while we do this. <laughs> And I just want to say congratulations on, you know, the film doing well. And oh, thank I hope, you. I, you know, I'm, I'm looking forward to see where it goes. Yeah, me yeah. too. Me we too. wish it well moving forward. And uh, we thank you for listening to this podcast. And please join us for the next episode of Movie Heaven, Movie Hell.